And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. High in the air. Brito back at the wall. Adios, Pelota! That's the type of manager that I'd like to be, which is the same every day. They know what they're going to get. They're going to get energy. They're going to get accountability. They're going to get structure, and they're going to get support. And I'm going to bring those things to the dugout in the clubhouse regularly. It takes hard work, uh, and it takes humility, taking one step forward at a time, making one good baseball move after another. And I really feel like that's how we're going to get where we hope and intend to go. You're listening to Bags and Brisby on Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 160 of the Bags and Brisby podcast. I am Grant Brisby. I'm here with Andy Baggerly. And Andy, I'm really excited about this one. 160 career hits with the Giants for Eugenio Velez, my muse. Eugenio Velez. Wow. That's, uh, you know, the first thing I think of is him getting hit by a ball in the dugout in Arizona, which actually was a scary moment. But yeah. uh, Eugenio Velez, doesn't he also still own the, the longest hitless streak by a position player in Major League history, which he yeah. did for the Dodgers. So I think yes. he actually, that was his inner giant coming out. Oh, that, that's beautiful. It's one of those legendary, like, uh, you know, Jason Schmidt taking their money. Uh, Eugenio Velez just being terrible for the Dodgers. Uh, he's a legend all around. He's also one of the most successful minor league Rule 5 draftees in history. Like, that's how rare it is to find even a major leaguer uh, at the in the minor league Rule 5 draft. Uh, so he's just a legend. I could talk, I could do an entire podcast series, kind of like a, a serial, like an eight-part podcast series on Eugenio Velez. Just give me that chance. I'm not sure it's going to do huge numbers. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure I would green light that if I'm the one backing the funding. But hey, if you can do it cheaply, then go for it. If your heart's in it, then it'll sing. Oh, boy. All right. Well, we're not here kind of to talk about Eugenio Velez. Uh, we're here to talk about the Giants. And the Giants... They just keep winning. And I circled this stretch before the season even started, before I even contemplated whether or not they were going to be competing with the Dodgers for the NL West. I looked at this part of the schedule back in February, March, and I said, if the Giants are going to be in the hunt for anything, this this stretch right here, this Dodgers and then right into Coors Field without an off day after a long stretch of games, this is going to be what breaks them. It, uh didn't break them. It didn't break them. I mean, they went 10 and 6, which is, you know, uh, a little bit underneath their overall winning percentage. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, they took two or three from the Dodgers while basically throwing bullpen games at them. And then you, know, you think, what invites disaster more than throwing two consecutive bullpen games and then immediately not only starting a three-game series at Coors Field, but it's a day game on the Monday. You think you're <sighs> just going to completely, uh, you know, just... Um, waddle into the place and be totally gassed and not be searching for innings. 
And it's just amazing. They, they Kevin Gossman pitched seven innings. Logan Webb pitched seven innings. Uh, their, their their bullpen was was perfectly stocked for for Gabe Kapler to be proactive and and get Anthony Desclafani out of there when he started to run into trouble and in the, the the fifth inning on on Sunday. Not because he couldn't work out of it, but because their bullpen's really good and they've got a lot of really rested good options. And that was afforded to Kapler because. Uh, Gosman and Webb pitched so great the first two games at Coors Field, and then you have a ninth inning comeback on on uh, on um, the final game of the series, and uh, it's a sweep. It's the only road sweep that's been pulled off at Coors Field all year, and it's yeah, this team just keeps going. They're ninety and fifty. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, if you had said before the season uh, ninety wins for the Giants for the twenty twenty one Giants, you would have been called a homer. You would have people would have said, "Oh man, that that's a little extreme." Ninety wins, really, with this roster, they're at ninety wins, and if they finish with a uh, hundred, just a hundred, it's a disappointment. Like they will have to lose quite a bit uh, to get to merely 100 wins. That's bananas. It really is. I mean, you're right. They would have to go 10 and 12 to finish with 100 wins. And if they do that, they probably won't win the division. That's the craziest thing. <laughs> They've got another team that's pushing them every every step of the way. Uh, and now they have a two-game lead on the Dodgers because uh, the Cardinals were able to, to barely hang on and knock them off uh, last night. So, um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's they're the first Giants team ever to have 90 wins. Uh, I'm sorry. First Giants team in a century to have um, 90 wins in 140 games. You have to go back to 1913 to find the last Giants team that had a better record through 140 games. I mean, this is not a team that's got, you know, megastars. This is not a team that has transcendent generational talents on it. It's a team with some 30-year-old guys and and former stars who are recapturing uh, quite a bit of magic and, and a lot of found pieces. I mean, it's really a bird's nest of a roster um, and, and and they're more successful through 140 games than any Giants team that anyone alive has ever witnessed. And that's, I mean, I, I just don't know what to say about that. Yeah, it, it is. I, I wrote this at one in one of my articles. I don't remember which one. But the last time the Giants did this, one at this kind of pace, they had Christy Mathewson and Jim Thorpe on the team. I mean, that was a long, long time ago. And it's been a theme that we've talked about in this podcast uh, over and over and over and over again is the depth and the depth. And they have, you know, they're not giving away innings and they're not giving away at bats to, to players who shouldn't be there. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in the last couple of days writing about that. And what I found is that no matter how you kind of tweak the numbers, no matter if you're go- looking for an above average OPS, uh, slightly above average, uh, if you're looking for a paucity of, of hitters who are doing terrible, it's all coming up giants. They are leading in franchise history with like the most average players, the most above average hitters, the most above average pitchers. They're, they're just doing it with every piece of the 26-man roster. So I thought that was really, really clever the way that you did that. And, 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 and if you haven't checked it out, make sure to go to the site and read um, The Depth of the Giants Pitching is the Story of the Season and then the one about hitting that preceded it. I started reading that story and you were going to go by, you know, basically um, – you know, OPS plus and sort of carve the roster into, you know, okay, these are sort of fungible league average players. These are good players. These are superstar players. And I, I thought, gosh, is Grant going to be able to, to tease a whole article out of this? And, <laughs> and, and by the end, by the end, I, I'm, I'm like, I have a newfound perspective. Uh, and this is, you know, from, coming from a guy who watches and writes about this team every day for really understanding, um, you know, just, just how they've found value and, 
and how how this has happened. I mean, it really was very clear. I I really appreciated it. Well, I appreciate you appreciating it. I mean, it was it was fun to write because it's it's one of those things where you sit down and it's a a classic of my own personal genre, uh, screwing around on Baseball Reference. Right, that's kind of like one of my one of my niches is just to just go around and plonk some keys and see what comes up, and it just kept it just kept being fun. Like everything was like, Oh, that's so cool. And in this last one with the pitching, uh, you know, I'm moving goalposts, I'm cherry picking and I'm trying to figure out what, how can I make like, what's the funnest fact I can find. And the one I got was the number of pitchers with an adjusted ERA of 145 or better. And that is for perspective, like not quite Cy Young caliber pitching, but upper tier pitching, you know, all-star kind of pitching uh, run prevention. And the Giants have more of those pitchers on this team right now than any team in baseball history. And that can change. There's still, you know, 20 games left or 22 games left in the season. Uh, that can definitely change. But right now they're they're ahead of like the 96 Braves, the 97 Yankees, uh, just these legendary teams. The Giants have more effective run preventers than any of these teams. They just don't give plate appearances or innings to people who aren't good. <laughs> I mean, it's it's as simple as that. And, you know, how they found a lot of these, you know, good, not bad players is is, is a story unto itself. But, um, you know, I, I love to poking around on baseball reference. And I, I did some poking, poking after the game uh, yesterday uh, on Lamont Wade Jr. And I thought, you know what, he's nine for 15 in, in the ninth inning. That's kind of crazy. His, his OPS plus um, in high leverage versus medium leverage versus low leverage it's like it's unbelievable the 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 hotter the pot of water the the better he is so um then i looked at win probability added just to see you know where does he rank for win probability added he's got 302 plate appearances you know a lot of guys have you know close to 600 maybe 550 by now so he probably doesn't rank very high 15th or tied for wow. sorry tied for tied for no tied for 12th in the major leagues <laughs> Tied for 12th in the major leagues in win probability added. This is basically what you've done to goose the probability from your team losing to your team winning. It's, he's actually at a tie with 2.9 wins probability added. I'm going to tell you who he's tied with, okay? And, and he's got 302 plate appearances. Here's a guy with 499 plate appearances. His name is Nick Castellanos. He's having a really nice season. 2.9 win probability added. Here's another guy. 598 plate appearances. For the Atlanta Braves, reigning NL MVP Freddie Freeman, also <laughs> 2.9 win probability added. Aaron Judge, you may have heard of him, 538, 2.9 wins probability added. And then you got Starling Marte, who's uh, just below him at 2.8. That's Those are the people that the Montway Jr. is tied with. And that's just, I mean, it's unbelievable. He's just been such a difference maker. And I think that's that stat, if I were to put it in, in layman's terms, is... You're a difference maker. And, and Lamont Wade Jr. has been one of the league's best difference makers this year. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Another wacky stat for Lamont Wade Jr. is that he has 35 plate appearances against lefties this year. So to do that kind of damage uh, against right-handed pitching in those moments, it's like it's a it's a gosh, it is such a menagerie of good fun facts because it means that the the manager is putting him in the right spot. It means that the team around him is uh, stacked with interchangeable options so you don't have to put him in the wrong spot. It is like they are giving him the best chance to succeed and they're getting rewarded a lot. And let's take a look at who his right-handed complement would be. And it's not perfect because they move pieces around, but can you think of a right-handed compliment who really plays mostly against lefties who has done fairly decent this year, Grant? Uh, I would say that that is uh, surprise hero Darren Ruff. I mean, if you meld Lamont Wade Jr. and Darren Ruff into one player, you might have the best player in baseball. I mean, you really might. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to do that. I want to like smoosh them together and make a big old Lamont Wade Jr. Darren Ruff sandwich and see what the combined numbers look like. Because I, I kind of think you've got maybe I have an NL MVP vote this year. Maybe I will vote for Lamont Wade Jr. and Darren Ruff together as the MVP. Can I do that? I say yes. The only problem with that is their names don't lend themselves to, uh, oh gosh, I've never said this word out loud. Portmanteau. How do you say that? Uh, sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. You know, where you smash the words together. Uh, it, Wade and Ruff, it's like you can't just do woof you can't do raid um so you got to do something like ladare yeah that just doesn't work so i i think that that prevents you from voting for both uh but do it just to be funny see what happens ladaren ruff jr there you yeah, go yeah sure yeah there you go there you go I, no it is fantastic how well they are complementing each other and uh the fact that wade can play first base i remember that just being a curiosity at one point and it turns out that when belt went down no like that was really a key skill to have at that moment and rough i always thought of how oh, he's just a dh he's just a, he's just a goofball plonking around out there but no he's fine he's fine in left field he is not uh you know, he's not Travis Ishikawa. He is uh, above Pat Burrell. You know, he's not a gold glover, but he is better than a lot of the left fielders the Giants have, have had in the past. So even defensively, it's it's making a ton of sense to have them complement each other. And then offensively, they, they have the, the knack for timely hits. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to smoosh their numbers together and find out just exactly what we're dealing with. I'm not going to try to do it as we're recording here, but it's just it's just a there's so many things that you can point to and say well this is the reason for the giant success oh it's brandon crawford it's buster posey it's the fact that they found uh, all of the starting pitching on the cheap it really is all of it it's all of it they've just hit on so many things and you have to to play at the pace that they've played i mean did we mention that they're 90 and 50 i think we did mention that right (laughs) it does sound absurd it sounds absurd you know 90 and 50 is one of those records where you look at there are records throughout baseball history where you just sort of stare at them. Like, I remember how the 1984 Tiger 
Raiders start of the season, you go to a certain point in there, I think 35 and five, and it's just one of those records you get to stare at. The Giants are ahead of that pace. They're ahead of not 35 and five, but they're ahead of where the Tigers were in that season. They've won so much that they are just doing things that the franchise has never done. And again, we are trying to be objective professional journalists and not have a rooting interest, right? You know, I'm not at the the game going rah, rah, rah like I used to. Uh, that's just not where, where I'm at right now. But I am rooting for good stories and to have fun writing. And boy, the Giants have delivered in that respect. It is a lot of fun to be like, crack your knuckles. What am I writing today? It's There are some seasons where it's not like that. Yeah, you know, and even it's hard because we can't be in the clubhouse and we can't tell a lot of the personal stories or get a lot of the fun interplay uh, in the clubhouse that we would normally get. All the stuff that I used to put in my blog for the Mercury um, and, and, you know, we're on the field, we can talk to players and, and that's, that's awesome. It's way, way better than what we had before. And hopefully we'll get, be able to get back in the clubhouse, you know, again next year, um, the CBA negotiations permitting, but, but, but even with that, you know, to be able to tell a story like the one about, you know, Kevin Gosman and, and, and his mom who was retiring after 44 years as a nurse and what it meant to him to pitch in front of his hometown uh, in a major league game, uh, for the first time, finally, um, that was fun to do. Uh, when Lamont Wade Jr. hit his homer right over his mom's head into McCovey Cove, and I went out in the stands to find his mom and his dad and, 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 and tell their story a little bit, uh, you know, two uh, retired uh, career postal workers, uh, and, and, and just how, how it lit up Lamont to talk about his family. Um, that was fun to do. You know, it's uh, talking about Brandon Crawford and what he's meant to this organization when he set the, the shortstop games played record and, and now obviously signed his extension. I mean, it's uh, it really has been it's been fun to to write about just these people as people. Uh, Darren Ruff, you know, the fact that, you know, his his wife and and his son make, you know, bag lunches and, and deliver them to, to homeless people in San Francisco, um, you know, just just because that's something small that they can do. That's an act of kindness. You know, it's just fun to, to write about who these people are because they, they really are a good group of people. As you're listing off these these stories, these human interest stories, these uh, it's it's just another reminder. We're going to drop it every podcast. No turds, you know, just no turds on it. This <laughs> right. could be a team, you know, it could be the, the 1986 Mets where they are excellent and they are interesting. Oh boy, are they interesting, but in a much different way. That would also be a fun team to cover, but in a much different way. Like that is a, a different kind of collection of personalities. This is like, you're not getting a bunch of uh, wacky goofballs on this team who are doing something uh, uh, wacky every game and you get to go, oh, you know, this guy is, uh, uh, he's he's Mark Vidrich or he's Manny Ramirez or he's this or that. They are a little bit boring in some respects, but I think in the best possible way where it's, uh, you know, just a Johnny Lunchpail kind of team. And it's, it's fun to cover a team with no turds. So what do you make of just what the national media is doing with the Giants? Because, you know, they were on... Um, uh, national broadcast the other day against the Dodgers and Brandon Crawford is on ESPN and the ESPN uh, studio anchor is asking him questions like, do you put balsamic vinaigrette in your hair and, and things like that? <laughs> and it, it just, it just struck me as being so disrespectful. It's like this person, okay, I've tried to be, you know, jocular and, and banter with players before and it hasn't worked out. You know, maybe I did, I misread the room a little bit, you know, but I mean, 
it's just it just seemed like it was disrespectful of of the guy's giving you his time and lending you his image and that's what you're going to ask him about. You got a guy who's an MVP candidate for the best team in baseball, and I, I I still think that there's this just giant bias that's very prevalent against the Giants um, because they're not expected to be here and the Dodgers are and everyone wants to christen the Dodgers and I, I'm not coming at this from oh you know the team I cover is being disrespected. I mean it sounds that way sure, but. I'm just looking at it objectively, and, and I, I think the, the Giants uh, and maybe their fans have a real beef when it comes to how the national media is portraying this team. It's, it's uh, like you said, they, they, they aren't going to make the headlines like, you know, Javi Baez is or, or whatever for, uh, or do, you know, a whole bunch of crazy things. But, you know, I, I don't know if there's an appreciation going on for just what's happening here. And I would say that it's not malicious. It is only natural. And it's kind of like they, if you are trying to follow all 30 baseball teams, you have an idea in your head of what's going to happen and you pre- prepare for it. You have already had this idea that the Dodgers are going to be a super team in your head. You have spent the last few months accumulating evidence to support this data to uh, fun facts, all this stuff. And so that's in your head. It's, it's like prepping for a test on Roman history, right? And you're just cramming and you're cramming, you're cramming, you're getting, you know, all the all the Caesars, all the all this stuff. And then you get there and half the test is on Phoenician history. And you're just going to your essay on Roman history is going to be, wow, just really in depth. And you're going to hem and haw and kind of screw around the Phoenician part. And that's kind of what's going on with the national media. It's just what do you do with the Giants? I, they weren't expecting this. And uh, I wasn't either. But I've been able to devote hours and hours every day to try and reverse engineer it. If you're the national media, you don't have that kind of time. It's just sort of like, eh, they'll probably fade away. Like, I think that's just how you have to look at it. But they don't need to have the time. They can just read you and they'll be all caught up, right? <laughs> Subscribe uh, with code GRANT. Uh, yes. GRANT LEARNING. No, it's, I mean, it's only natural. It's not malicious. But look, ESPN just came out with a power ranking today. And uh, the Dodgers are in first again. So, I mean, it, it's kind of funny at this point. I think where own it. You know, you don't want the Giants to be the, the bestest and the most fierce some team you kind of want to lurk in the shadows because when they're the best team I mean that's 2003 that's 2000 that's when the monsters are under the bed uh, when they're a surprise team that's when they do well yeah and our last power rankings also had the Dodgers flipping ahead of the Giants but uh, we did have to get in our votes before uh, the final game of that series on the Sunday so um, you know that was a uh, that was a little bit of a rough deal, but as you know, that's a lot of bear wrestling to get that thing done. So you can't wait until the last minute to get the votes in. Um, and I imagine that if the Giants are in front by the end of this week, then then that'll flip, and our power rankings will have the Giants uh, ahead again. But you know, even even beyond expectations or the national media, I, I think you look at MLB. Just you know, MLB wants to market its stars, and the Dodgers have a lot of stars, and that's Mookie Betts and go down the line, right? And uh, and the Giants. Don't really have that. It's like, oh yeah, Buster Posey's still there. Um, so when the Dodgers, for the one day, uh, took the lead in the division, you had that uh, Twitter graphic with the exploding <laughs> fireworks behind Mookie Betts saying the Dodgers own the NL West, and and that ticked off a lot of people. And in fact, the Giants had had fun with it and did their own graphic and stuff. And uh, and and you know that, that I thought that was that was fun to see, but. Yeah, the, the Dodgers own the NL West. <laughs> and, then, and the next day, the Giants are like, actually, no, it's more of a co-tenancy because we're back in the type of first place. <laughs> or tenants in common, I think, is the legalese. And now the, the, the Giants, you know, own the NL West again, I guess. But, um, you know, when the Giants did move back in the first place, it was more like the Giants are back in first place, period. And, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's clear that there are outcomes that, that powers that be want to happen 
Um, I think it's easier for the sport if if the Dodgers win. But you know what? The Giants don't care about that. And again, don't be mad. Like that's my advice to anyone listening to this who's who's like you know starting to get fired up. Laugh. It's funny. It's funny as hell. Every time you you see a graphic like the Dodgers own the West, and then they're in second place a couple of days later. That that's funny. That's incredibly amusing. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm not sure if there's a way to segue perfectly, but I have like an incredibly fun fact that I've, I have I pulled for yesterday's podcast with uh, Hunter Pence and I didn't get to use it. So I have to use it here. Cody Bellinger. OK, if you search for batters who have gotten uh, 50 plate appearances against one team in a season. Right. And this is going back to 1901. 50 plate appearances or more against one team. Cody Bellinger has the lowest batting average against the Giants. That's an 042 average. He's 2448 against the Giants. Uh, it's the second lowest in history. Only Clyde Milan of the Philadelphia Athletics in 1909 was worse. Clyde Milan was hitting 0 uh, 040 uh, for against the Athletics in 1909. Since then, Bellinger's been worse on a per hit basis than anybody. That's the that's the difference. That's the difference. That's a three game difference. You know, the Dodgers should have a lead in the NL West, if not for Bellinger. And Clyde had a left leg that was three inches shorter than his right because of that awful case of childhood rickets. So, um. <laughs> you know, you're probably he's listed at five nine. So I'm assuming he's a hobbit. What's your favorite old timey uh, disease to, to mention uh, when you reference it? Is it is it uh, rickets? Is it uh, you could go with pleurisy. Pleurisy is a good one. Consumption. I like consumption. Mm. Uh, the grip, which is basically just the flu. But right. it, it's it's got a the in front of it, so I like the uh, Clyde Milan's nickname on on Baseball Reference is Deerfoot. So does he actually have a, a shorter leg? I just made that up. Wow. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't be making jokes in a pandemic about uh, old timey uh, uh, um, maladies. Yeah, but but uh, I don't know. They just have the funniest names. You know, they sound so sort of. Uh, antiquated yeah no i'm with you I, that's why maybe that's why i settle on the grip because it's not uh, that serious that often but yeah cody pellinger is uh it, the struggles he's had and i get that it, it has a lot or everything to do with his shoulder injury but that's the margin of error because when i'm running those numbers for the giants have the best pitching staff blah 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 since that the 2021 dodgers are right there they are stacked top to bottom with pitching 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 you've seen the lineup the lineup is filled with hitters doing uh, excellent hitter things the margin of error for this entire season is Cody Bellinger being irrevocably broken just broken not not bad not terrible but broken yeah and imagine if Dustin May didn't need Tommy John surgery and imagine if Clayton Kershaw were healthy I mean it's a lot of things has not have not gone right for this team that's still you know on a historic pace it's one of the best collections of major league talent on one team ever assembled that's yeah. what's that's what's chasing the Giants and and the Giants are two games up on them it's 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 one of the best division races ever, uh, really. It is. I went through the history. Not a ton better. And you go back to the 1962 pennant race, Giants-Dodgers. That uh, is, a, is a comparison. Uh, there are others. 
but it's since divisional play, right? Because you have divisions now. It's not just a winner take all in the pennant. Uh, there aren't many that are better than this. I'm trying to think of the other ones. The 2018 AL East was the Red Sox Yankees, but it wasn't that close of a race. The Red Sox kind of pulled ahead fairly early. Uh, the 2001 AL West when the Mariners won 116 games and the A's finished second with 102 wins, 102 measly wins. But that wasn't a close race e- either. Uh, 1993, the NL West, uh, the strike canceled the 1993 season too. So, I mean, you have different, uh, I'm just kidding. Of course, the 1993 uh, NL West is when the Braves beat the Giants. That's probably the best analog for this. And we keep mentioning it over and over again. But the 1993 divisional race, pretty much the only thing that compares in recent history. And the, the funny thing is, you know, I've been tracking it every time the Giants win. You just look at what the 93 team has done. It's the easy shorthand for, okay, do they have the best record in, in Giants history or whatever? And and invariably, the, they're just a little bit behind the 93 team, and, and they caught them. And they caught them because that 93 team was stuck on 89 wins. Uh, they lost eight in a row. Uh, and and they, uh, the last time that they uh, were 40 games over 500 as an organization, it's when they lost uh, on, I believe, September 7th of that year, uh, to fall into a, a, a 89 and 49 record. And then they lost a few more after that, uh, seven more after that. So, you know, uh, it's unless these current Giants really fall flat on their face here, um, they're, they're going to very easily surpass the, the 93 team. And a week from now, we'll, we'll have probably quite a few games up on them in terms of, of overall record. And, and then we'll just see where they go, where they can go from here. Like Brandon Crawford said, you know, this is a great benchmark, but the next one we're going for is 100. And after that, we want to win some more. And honestly, they have to. They really do have to if they want to not have this whole season turned into a one-game playoff. I mean, there are uh, a lot of similarities between that team and this team uh, where you have the 1992 Giants were not very good. Uh, they were 72-90. and 90. They finished fifth in the NL West. And then you had, surprise, the Giants aren't just uh, good. Uh, they're excellent. They're one of the best teams in baseball. You have other uh, uh, similarities where they can't relax because there's another super team change them for some reason. Uh, that super team added one of the best players in baseball at the trade deadline. Uh, so those those similarities work. But then you look at the 1993 roster and who was their best player? Ah, Barry Bonds. Like that is a little bit of a difference maker. That is just, you can't compare those two teams because that was a very top-heavy team. You had Barry Bonds uh, doing MVP things, but then you were giving at-bats to, I don't know, Mike Benjamin or or Dave Martinez or, you know, Darren Lewis could field, but he couldn't hit. You're giving at-bats to these kind of players, uh, whereas this team is built a little bit differently. They don't have Bonds. It's like they chopped up Bonds and sprinkled them around the rest of the, the lineup. Yeah, I mean, they basically have Lamont Wade Jr. and Darren Ruff smooshed together is Barry Bonds. <laughs> It really is. Barry, Barry Lamont Ruff Bonds Jr. Um, so in the couple minutes we have left, would you like to segue to talk about the giant athletic contest that's going to be happening in Chicago this weekend? And by that, of course, I mean Northwestern versus the Indiana State Sycamores. I mean, we could. We could. Against the who? Uh, the Indiana State. A little bit of a cupcake on the schedule. But hey, they, they, they kind of got boat raced by Michigan State in their opener. So uh, a, a nice, nice practice-y, scrimmage game. Against uh, are, are they even in the MAC? Are they sub MAC? I'm not sure. Buddy, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> Unless Larry Bird is under center, I, I really don't think they have a chance to win. But um, 
But yeah, I'll, I'm going to play a little hooky. I'm going to go out there for uh, the early kickoff, stay for the first half, and then take the red line uh, back up to uh, to Wrigley for for the day game. So it'll be a fun fun Saturday sports day for me. All right, now I know I don't know nothing about nothing when it comes to college football, but I'm looking this up right now. So Northwestern lost to Michigan State, 38 to 21. My San Jose Spartans lost to USC, 30 to 7. But that you know to me, San Jose State being at least somewhat in the same vicinity as USC is, you know, hey, uh, that is not bad at all. So my question to you, if San Jose State were to play Northwestern, would it be a good game? Uh, would Northwestern blow them out? I don't know how college football works. It seems like they're evenly matched. Um, I I will decline to answer because I probably can't <laughs> do so in a way that makes me sound humble. I will say that I would rather see Michigan State play San Jose State because then you'd have Spartans versus Spartans. Ooh, that would be... Uh, that would be a game for cheap people. That would be a Spartan. <laughs> I, I got nothing. I could have done a better pun with more time, but dang it. Okay, um, well, well, now we've wasted <laughs> way too much time talking about college football. So I'll, I'll, I'll spin it back to Wrigley Field. And we know the Giants will have a bullpen game uh, on, on Friday. Um, and uh, they're going to be pretty well rested, so that's good. They've got a few long relief options. And then Saturday they're going to move up Kevin Gossman. Uh, he's going to pitch on regular rest. Um uh, so they don't have to have two bullpen games in a row. And then Sunday, they could move up Logan Webb, but it sounds like they they may go down to the minor leagues to get somebody. And who would be on turn to pitch? Scott Kazmir, who's coming off a good start at AAA. He's got that silver medal. You can bite it. It's real silver. It's an Olympic medal. And uh, maybe he can just even wear it on the mound if it's not too much of a distraction. Um, and he, he may be the guy to get the ball on Sunday. Uh, and and then they could spin Logan Webb into starting the, the first home game against the Padres. So yeah, it, it's going to be I think an interesting series because the Cubs are actually playing pretty well. Yeah, why hasn't anyone done that? I guess technically you could wear a medal on the mound, right? Mm, they, I, they usually the umpires will get people to like take off their chains or tuck in their chains. I've seen it quite a bit actually. Uh, even uh, I remember Arthur Rhodes. Remember the reliever for the Mariners, yeah. lefty was around forever. He had a big diamond stud in his in his ear, and uh, one team just to tick him off uh, had the umpires have him take it out, and uh, uh, and he was really sort of miffed at that. I, I think by the way, are they still looking for Jose Reyes's earring? That uh, no, who, whose earring was it? Javi Baez's earring that came off when he slid in the home plate in New York the other day. And they couldn't find it. Oh, I missed that story. Yeah, I, I want to buy like one of those big old beach metal detectors and go out there and find it. But uh, yeah, I'm sure it's not a cubic zirconia or anything. No, it probably is not. So, um, but but yeah, no, that that's that's definitely happened. That guys have been asked to take off their some of their uh, flash, uh, so to speak. If I had an Olympic medal, I'd wear it everywhere. I'd wear it on the mound. I would wear it to Starbucks. And I would like, when they say, what's your name for the latte? I'd say Olympian. And then they would, <laughs> the cup would come out and it would read like Olympia, you know, like they would spell it wrong. But the, 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 the Cubs are playing well. We'll end with that because uh, if you haven't followed the Cubs, if you just know them as the team that uh, traded away everybody and I mean, their lineup after the trade deadline was funny for a while, they have won, let's see, was it? nine of ten i mean they are they've been rolling they took a series from the reds who really desperately wanted to win they swept a series against the pirates which you know a big whoop but at the same time they're they're beaten the giants couldn't beat the pirates so i don't know the cubs are playing well frank schwindel not the guy who installs your new hot water heater that is such like a 1955 name like i i just picture that dude on a 1955 uh tops just frank schwindel i got a frank schwindel but the commons worth 100 bucks in good condition 
So as my brother says, this is also this is now known as the Schwindy City because he's playing so well. I love it. The Schwindy City. Frank Schwindel. What a name. Baseball name. All right. This has been episode 160 of the Bags and Brisby podcast. We will be back on Tuesday. We'll be back on Tuesday because you are going to be flying home from Chicago uh, with Italian beefs in your belly, with uh, hot dogs with pickleses and tomatoes in your belly. And I'm jealous about that. So <laughs> what's the first thing you're going to eat there? Oh, man. I think I'm right across the street from from Uno and Due. So it may have to be a, a deep dish pizza. And um, But an Al's beef is definitely on my radar. If I can get to Herm's Palace uh, in Skokie, Illinois, I will I will definitely have a, an Italian beef there. Make sure you get the sweet peppers and the hot peppers. And you're right, the Chicago dog is the only way to eat a hot dog. Yeah, I'm a big Chicago dog fan. And during the pandemic, I was uh, looking at, they, they had mail order where you get uh, dry ice Italian beef kits to cook at home. And they're expensive, but I still looked at it for like maybe a week. I had the tab open. I would just look at it and go, I should do it. I should do it. And I should have. I should have. Next time. You still can. I still can. I still can. We'll be back on Tuesday. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you then. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.